This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Jackbox. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is the effervescent Brandon Shockney, and he talked to me about his love of Spider-Man. 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 Uh, we went through a lot of the comic stuff that he has uh, more recently become a fan of in the last, like, four or five years, actually keeping up with all the books that come out. We went through the Sam Raimi movies. We went through the uh, Andrew Garfield-helmed Amazing Spider-Man movies. We talked the upcoming films. Yes, they're making more there's already been a lot of casting information and directing information, and Brandon has some thoughts on ways he thinks they could have attacked it in a better way. Um, we also talked about the animated series that originally got him into Spider-Man. Uh, we spent a lot of time, covered a lot of ground, um, and it was really fun to get to explore some of my own thoughts and feelings on superhero films and the Marvel uh existence in general and how I kind of think that bubble is bursting and in, in ways that I think it could be more interesting. Um, and it was nice to feel like I shared a lot of views with Brandon as someone who uh, has a, a larger knowledge base and such for all that. So this was really fun for me. Other things that will be fun for me this Thursday and every Thursday night at 9.30 at The Annoyance, I play with my team Sight Unseen at the Fishbowl. If you want to see Sight Unseen in another show, also at The Annoyance, Friday night, 7 o'clock as a part of the Jangle Heart Circus, being put on by the good folks uh, at the Upstairs Gallery. Uh, also, as a part of Jangle Heart Circus, I will be joining past guest of the show who talked about Batman, um, Andy Junk, on his show, Drunk in a Trunk with Andy Junk. Man, that thing is hard to say. Uh, but I'll be doing it. I'm so flattered and honored and excited that he asked. Uh, his episode of the show is great, and he continues to be a big supporter of MBSing, so I can't wait to join him for his own show. Also, this weekend at the Annoyance Theater, Splatter Theater has its first preview. We run through the end of October. If you like slasher movies at all, or comedy, or lots of uh, bloody mess, uh, come check that out. It's a lot of fun. I have said it before and will say it again. It's one of the most fun shows that I've ever been a part of, uh, and I enjoy uh, that I get to do it again this year. Um, a lot of new folks in that cast, uh, so even if you've seen it before, I think it's worth checking out again. And if you've never seen it, well, yeah, damn sure shit. It's a real fine show. I don't know why it got so old and serious. 
Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the other shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. We just got back from a fabulous weekend in Seattle with our fellow members of that group, the Improvised Star Trek. Man, those peeps are great. They're very funny and very kind. Uh, If you have it in your hearts, if you like this conversation, I can practically guarantee you will like that podcast. Um, cause I'm not even someone who has a background in improvise or <laughs> in Star Trek at all, but man, do I love their shows and, uh, their podcast and I couldn't recommend it more. So check those guys out, guys and gals and, uh, all the other shows on the podcast co-op and check out How Rude with Brandon and another podcast of MBSing, John Pernasek. They were nice enough to have me on to talk about an episode of Full House that they are exhaustively revisiting. More power to them. Enjoy this. But like, what is? Isn't that like the weirdest? Yeah, yeah. Way that's, that's odd to just to be, say like yeah. you've been quiet today. Yeah. Why not just or, say that? It's yeah. like it's like yeah, you're just you're just more quiet today instead of like. Do you get in trouble for talking? Yeah, it was so bizarre. No. He's so bizarre. Do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, what kind of... Do you find yourself in situations where you get in trouble for talking? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe where you get in trouble for asking questions that are... Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Seemingly <Yeah>. baffling. <laughs> uh, when, okay, my guest today is Brandon Shockney. Hello. Um, Brandon, Let's get formal. <laughs> Brandon, did you ever get in trouble for talking too much? All the time, baby. Yeah. Still do. <laughs> All day or, or every day. I find myself in adult social situations yeah. where I'm not supposed to be talking. <laughs> People are like, shut up. <laughs> no, not even when I was a kid, though. I was very good. Yeah? Yeah. Really? I feel like the one thing that I did get in trouble for when I was growing up was, um, like, not totally paying attention or talking in class, because, mm. but, like... Uh, my dad would always justify it by like, well, she's just bored. Like, <laughs> she's just doing stuff in school that she's seen before, so right? she's just trying to entertain you herself. You gotta <laughs> stimulate your brain. Yeah. You're advanced. Were you in ever one of those, uh, you know those like, like special honors things yeah. that they would put you in? Like, uh, I forget what mine was called. Ours was gifted and talented. If, That's that what yours was called? About? Yeah, yeah. They, wow. GP. <laughs> they don't mess around. Yeah. Usually sh- it's some sort of, like, clever name where nope. it's just, like... I forget what mine was called. They called it GT for short, <laughs> but it stood for gifted, gifted and, and talented. talented. <laughs> are, you in, are you in gifted and talented? Or are you in N for normal? <laughs> for average. Are you in A for average? I never, like... I feel like everyone just shortened it to GT all the time, but I guess as a kid, I was such a little shit that I never even thought about what it would be like to, like you said, like not be in GT. Right. It's like... Yeah, what was my... Uh, I re- it really bugs me that I can't remember what mine was called. I, it was like something like clever, like Skip, or like oh, something yeah, like that, or like, Nimbus, or something <laughs> stupid. 
where it's just like students <laughs> keeping it professional. GT's gifted and talented. Yeah, and it was it's funny because I was in GT and band throughout my middle school experience. Mm-hmm. I never had to do any. I never had any other electives, so I like never had to take gym. I never did like a shitty art class. Like I. Uh, those were my electives throughout the entire time I was there. Oh my god. I just remembered what mine was, and I just now realized what it stands for. <laughs> what is it? It's TAG, which is talented and, and gifted. gifted! Oh my god! That this is, is blowing so my mind. After the amount of shit they gave my program for being called a gift. Ours could have been shortened to GAT. <laughs> that is tag. hilarious. And I never, and I was in tag, and I never put it together. See? Was, you don't think about it yeah. when you're on the inside. You don't think about what an asshole it makes you look like. Talented and gifted. You were in talented tag. and gifted. And you were in gifted talented. That's so funny. <laughs> GT sounds way cooler than tag. First I was like, Wow, Brandon's like pretty stoked about actually remembering the yeah. name of the like school group, but yeah, that that deserves that response because that is hilarious. Okay, uh, when you were in tech, what is your origin story for your love of Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I'm gonna try to Man oh Spider. I'm gonna try try to say Spider-Man as many times. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Say it three times, spin around, and he appears. Um and he comes down from the he's very unfriendly. No. Um I got started, I think originally, do you remember that nineties TV show? Yeah. Yeah. That was like it for me. Like that is where it really started, that like Saturday morning animated series, which is on, I think the whole thing's on Netflix now, and I tried to rewatch it out of nostalgia. Um, One thing that I feel like does not hold up, and it bums me out that it doesn't, but oh, that's... none of it does, you say? It, uh, I mean, it's fine. It gets some things right. It's just there's a lot of weird stylistic choices. Like, it's all kind of hand-drawn animation, but uh, then the city is, like, this really early on, like, CGI, like, uh, mess. So it's like a Spider-Man running around in a crazy city. I heard someone talking about this very show recently and they said something to the effect of like part of the thing that was off-putting about it was that every time spider-man spider-man was flying places they Mm. would always use like the same shot like the same frame right over and over again (laughs) yeah so it's kind of like the batman thing of like (laughs) you know it's like oh Something like the most interesting thing about this character, basically, right. is something that we see the same thing of over mm-hmm. and over again, and that yeah. can only last so long. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I really, yeah, I really dug that TV show, and I think what I liked about it is, because oh, I was a big fan of Batman 2 mm-hmm. at the time, and but Batman was more dark and like brooding and serious, sure. and Spider-Man was more like fun. Like, he yeah. had drama in his life, but he was He's like kind of goofy and witty and sarcastic, so... He's I think, still a teenager in that show. Um, I think in the '90s TV show, I think they grew oh, him up he a little bit. Worked for the paper. Yeah, I think they put him in like either college or beyond mm-hmm. in in that, um, which I actually prefer that re- iteration. Okay. To like putting him in like really early age high school, which they're like going back to again. I remember uh, yeah. you mentioning that yeah. when I did. 
How rude. That's right. How rude the Full House Podcast. <laughs> How rude the Full House Podcast uh, mm-hmm. with your hosts, Brandon Shogney and, and John, John Pernasek. Um, yes, but um, so I guess it started with that 90s TV show, and then as time went on, uh, you know, I got more into other aspects of, of that, being, you know, the comic books, and mm-hmm. then eventually the Sam Raimi movies that came out in the early uh, uh, 2000s. So had you read some of the comics before the Sam Raimi movie? Yes, although I, I, I never, I didn't start kind of following a series until I actually came to Chicago. Oh, uh, was when I started. Yeah, it's weird. I, I would like pick up, uh, my, my family was big into like antiquing, <laughs> um, right? And so, you know, uh, at, <laughs> um, at different like antique shops. I had no interest in that, but if you went in there, they would have older comics for like a dollar, right? And there's like a whole bin of them, and you could like pick and choose stuff, and there were like kind of random assortments. So a lot of times, if we went into one that had that, you you know, I'd I'd, I'd like get my mom to like, hey, I'm here, like, can you buy me like a dollar comic? Throw me a friggin' bone, (laughs) lady. Yeah, and you're gonna spend fifty (laughs) dollars on a table, and you know it. (laughs) Yeah, a table that's so old looking. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) The funniest thing about antiquing to me. Is that at least in Chicago, it seems like there's not just like one antique store. Mm-hmm. If there's one, it means that on that same like block, there are two others. Right. Like all of them are right next to one another. And, and they like, all have the same stuff. Yes. <laughs> How do they survive? I don't know. Who do like, I just feel like when you go into one, you must go into all of them in the same trip or well, something. Well, th- that's how I feel about uh, in this city about like those bookstores that are just like really like crazy bookstores that just have like no organization. Oh, uh, yeah, they're just like books yeah. everywhere. There's one. At, um, uh, there's a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always wonder, <laughs> like, how do they stay in business? Books. There's some like grumpy like man yes. in the front that's like don't take any pictures the same person <laughs> works in all of them for yes. sure for yes. sure so it's maybe it's some sort of conspiracy <laughs> antiques antique shops and uh used bookstores i wonder if they're like fronts for things or <laughs> right uh like to me ah, god you know selling one table a week just like can't keep your right. antique store afloat well when you sell them for like thousands of dollars yeah, maybe i guess so. i don't know but yeah, so my family was pretty big into that, so that's where I would like pick up kind of just random comics. What a funny entry, right? So you'd just be like, "Oh, Spider Man, I like that uh, cartoon. I like that guy. Yeah. Um, so I want to, I want more of him. And it do- doesn't matter if it was in the middle of like a story or whatever. Right. I would just enjoy it, and I'd always go like for the ones with the like flashy covers, so sure. they're like, you know, sure, sure, holographic sure, sure. or shiny or some like commemorative issue and I was like yes please do you um, still have a bunch of those things um well a lot of them I, I remember getting rid of in like garage sales and things like later on sure just kind of re kind of re uh how I found them letting other re- people find them that way redistributing right. your old shit that's I think that's probably the healthiest way to go about being a fan of mm-hmm. especially like comic book type things cause otherwise you're just that guy who has like Five long boxes. Oh yeah, in this room. I, I'm running into that issue now, where I'm just like, oh man, I got to get rid of some of this yeah. stuff. And it's like, and it's fine. I'll just give it away. You know, uh, parts of me will is just like, just pass it on. You know, yeah. like yeah. this type of thing, just pass it on. You're not going to make any money back mm-hmm. on comic books. Mm-hmm. I feel like so, uh, but it also feels good to like 
if someone's genuinely interested in to a be comic, able to, to be like, yeah, yeah here, for here's sure. introduce something if, you're, for sure, for if you sure. want more. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. got, I've, I've loaned more things out like that, that like, when I loan them, I'm in my heart of hearts, I'm like, you're never going to get this back. <laughs> like, but, and it's always things that I like really want people to experience. So it's always things that I really like, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. But at the same time, it's like, those things aren't, like you could, I can always replace my copy of, sure. you know, whatever. Like if it's a play that I loan someone or something, and then that person hopefully has had that experience too. Right, I, it kind of lessens the blow if they like, you know, they're gonna enjoy if they it. actually like, <laughs> yeah. if they actually consume it and like it. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Right, You're just like, um, keep it, I guess. But yeah, odds are, if they do actually do that, you might get it back at some point. So maybe it just right. like people are never like mm-hmm. <laughs> reading or watching the things you give them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what were some of your early like favorite things about Spider-Man? Like er- early favorite villains, or like uh-huh. what was it? You said it was a lot of fun. And light, yeah. Than, than some of the other stuff. Well, well I, I think my favorite thing about about Spider the my favorite aspect of Spider Man in general is that uh, as a, as like a superhero, he's never been the strongest. He's never the strongest. He's never like he's not Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not uh, even in the Marvel universe. He's not like the top hero. Yeah. Like Hulk could destroy him in he's like not an instant. A, a, a brute strength superhero right. by um, any means. Yeah. But what's so like appealing about him is that the the so many writers and so many uh, aspects of you know the movies and the comics they enjoy putting him in situations where he has to overcome, where okay. he has to persevere, uh-huh. right? Despite the odds being against him. Uh-huh. Um, and that's such an interesting aspect for a superhero for me. It's yeah. like someone who's not going to just we can't assume he's always going to win. He has to, like, really work for it. That's and, interesting. Um, he's one of the heroes, I think, that has one of the most interesting uh, alter egos. I think Peter Parker's just as interesting as Spider-Man. Cool. Um, and that's what really, uh, like, appealed me to him as well. Um, and I got more into that after seeing it in, like, the movies and kind of getting a better sense of an, an actual actor kind of portraying that on screen. Uh-huh. You know, I thought Tobey Maguire did a, a great job with the Peter Parker aspect of it. Sure. Um... But I just really liked that he wasn't the popular kid, uh, mm. and he still struggled with things like rent. Yeah, um, and that's so funny. Rent in New York and keeping down a job and yeah. like things... a, he's a photographer for God's sake. <laughs> right, right. And it's it's been so interesting, like kind of being along with him in my path in life. Oh, that's so and funny. And being able to relate to him in different ways. That's right. Great. Yeah, like little little Brandon like enjoyed Spider Man because he's fun and, and kind of goofy, and then. Uh, as I'm getting into high school and I'm trying to get jobs and do, taking classes in college and trying to uh, date and things like that. Yeah, that's true. That's it, like, uh, oh, you know, Spider-Man's one of those heroes that deals with that. That's so fun. Like, you're never going to see, like, uh, Batman pine after a girl. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. Um, because he's kind of consumed by his superhero uh, aspect, whereas Spider-Man kind of blends... His whole persona with just his everyday life, uh-huh. and it's all like kind of one package. So uh-huh. it makes me care about what like happens to him, that's just really in cool. any in any aspect. And yeah. I really that's not like my favorite part of that character. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. I mean, I don't have I don't I've seen all of the I've seen the Sam Raimi movies and I've seen the two um, Amazing Spider Man 
but that's really the only like knowledge or or exposure I have to yeah. it as a character. Sure, but I can totally see that from those mm-hmm. films for right. sure. And I, it, it's bumming me out with Hollywood. Because I feel like they're getting less and less away from what makes Spider-Man great. Interesting. Because um, I feel like the first Sam Raimi movie... Uh, Sam Raimi's such a polar... Like, he's such an interesting director because, I mean, up to that point, he did, like, a lot of horror movie stuff. And... He... No, Wes Craven. I was like, who just passed yeah, away the other Wes Craven yeah, just yeah, yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, huge bummer, by the way. Yeah. Um, he was amazing. I'm not a horror movie person mm-hmm. in the least, but, like, I can recognize that the guy did a lot for the genre. Sure. And people respect the movies that he made, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, Wes Craven's amazing. And, and Sam Raimi uh, is... Uh, pretty. What had he done? What were the like the big things he had done before Spider Man? Uh, he well, he did like Evil Spider-Man. Dead and Evil Dead Two. Oh, so those were kind of his like I classic. Did know this? He did yes. um, uh, Dark Man, which I had just seen recently, which mm-hmm. was like his first kind of venture into superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was with Liam Neeson. It's really really crazy. Uh, John Pernasek actually introduced me to that movie, okay. and I like fell in love with it really? after I saw it. Um, I would watch Definitely that. check it out. It's so crazy. I love Liam Neeson. Um, he's like all burnt and crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wears like a fake uh, ma- like mask of his face to like Whoa. appear normal in public. Whoa. But like really he's like all scarred and cool. like fucked up underneath. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's like really kind of goofy. And... I was going to say, has it got that kind of like camp to yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. It seems like based on the description alone mm-hmm. and who's involved, right. it would have to. Yeah, so uh, I really liked what he did with the first uh, Spider-Man movies. I think he really nailed Tobey Maguire was a really, like, earnest. Mm-hmm. He's a very earnest guy. He is, right? yeah. When you were, yeah, when you were talking about um, him originally, now you feel like he did a good job navigating, you know, Peter Parker versus mm-hmm. Spider-Man. I think earnesty is a really good way to yeah. sum it up, because there's really not... Um, he's not, I don't think... A fantastic actor by any means. No, no he's, not, he's not. He's not an impressive actor. You no. don't like watch him and you're like, wow. Yeah. But, but, like, but I feel like good he's, job, Tobe. Yeah, he's like he's a very sincere guy for sure. Um, for sure. And it seems like it could there. It also, uh, I do think he's relatively um, controlled. Mm. Where like, it, I think it would be easy to play a lot of that stuff like. Ugh. Oh man! Yeah, like, shucks. But yeah, but he's mostly like, even though he's get he, you know, fi- like you said, faces mm-hmm. a lot of like adversity and takes a lot of shit in those movies. Mm-hmm. He does it in a pretty like even way. Like, yeah, I've always felt like his his reaction to things and the way things happen uh, are always very believable. He doesn't mm-hmm. have like a uh, kind of a cartoonish mm-hmm. reaction to things. Mm-hmm. And I think actually both actors that have portrayed him up to this point, I think Andrew Garfield did a really great job I too. Love Andrew Garfield. Um Andrew Garfield nailed the one aspect that I really thought was lacking in the Raimi movies where his Spider-Man was funny. Yeah. Like Tony McGuire is not a funny guy. No. That's the that's the one problem. He made, made a true. great Peter Parker, but when he puts on that mask that's where he gets no. his confidence, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where he's like in his element. So he needs to be like kind of quippy. And his delivery of those lines yeah. is just bad. Yeah. It's right? just bad. Um, That's and, a really good point. And Raimi obviously didn't have 
a huge focus on the humor in mm-hmm. his movies. So he kind of, or he did, but it was like situational humor yeah. instead of it's very, Spider-Man himself. It's funny you say that because I think that the more that like Marvel movies in particular get lauded for being funny, the more I think that they're not necessarily like good jokes. Mm. It's just like people not expecting us action-y superhero movie to be that funny in the first place. Right. So like anything that does, I guess situational is probably a good way to put it. It's Mm. like humor that comes out of what's happening. And I mean, friggin' Joss Whedon is a hilarious writer. Like, don't get me wrong. He's gonna get some good good jokes in there, but... And I think also Marvel Studios has had an advantage in that they're casting people that are well-suited. Like, Robert Downey Jr., we didn't know what we had. to deliver jokes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. For sure. Chris Pratt in Guardians. He's like... Exactly. Coming, coming from that element. So even if the jokes themselves aren't funny, we have the people that can, like, really suck that humor out of the lines. That's a really, really good point. And I think that... Um, like, uh, Guardians, I would almost, like, I think it does have, like, solid fucking jokes in it. Cause, mm-hmm. Like, James Gunn, again, is just, like, a really good comedic writer. Right. Um, but I think the thing for me, like, I think you really nailed it about, uh, where Ant-Man is concerned. Because, like, Paul Rudd sold things that, like, weren't inherently that funny. Right. And I think for me, I guess where I'm coming from is that, like... I would love for Paul... Like, why couldn't Ant-Man have just, like, outright been a comedy? Right. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it, Because it wasn't. It, mm. was, it was another superhero movie. Yeah. And that's fine. It was fine. Um, but for me, it's just, like, more of the same. Mm. As someone who isn't super into that in the first place. Right. I was, I was kind of looking forward to it being uh, a little more, like, comedic and interesting. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, like... They're those latent things that Edgar Wright definitely brought sure, to the movie. Right. Uh, I, I think the reason why I think Marvel Studios is afraid to do that is because they're worried that if they go full-blown comedy, then they will lose the weight of the, the, right, yeah. of the situation. But what the person you just said, Edgar Wright, uh-huh. like his movies are straight-up comedies, but they have such... Like, impact. Yeah. Like, everything matters. Yeah. Uh, they're hilarious, but they, like, they have uh, an emotional core to them. Absolutely. That, that makes them, that makes the audience take them seriously in addition to laughing their asses I totally off. agree with you. Um, and I would say, in addition to that, that, like, it seems absurd to me that that would be a concern where comic book movies inherently are very silly. Are silly. Are so <laughs> They're the silliest. Which is why I'm... I, I I love, and I love Batman, and I love DC, but their whole route of going, like, so serious and so dark and taking everything so seriously, I just want to be like, do you know what you're doing? Yeah, like, this look is at what all, your source material is. This is all stupid, and I yeah. can look at how stupid it is and love it That's for, good. Ha- for how yeah. great it is. Yeah. Um, uh, being able to recognize that these are things that are, like, comic books are geared towards a younger audience. Mm-hmm. They're for, like, kids. They're mm-hmm. for, um, and I can recognize that as a 27-year-old adult <laughs> that loves comic books. Like, this is not, I'm not the, but, and it's crazy because I'm starting to become the demographic. Like, oh, and then for I sh- sure. And I shouldn't be. Like, right. it shouldn't be for That's kids. That's really true. Uh, but I'm becoming, like, it's becoming less aimed for Less accessible for kids for sure. and becoming more accessible for me, and that's such a weird thing. Yeah. Um, 
and that's why I want, and I'm hoping with this new movie that's coming out for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. that they kind of embrace that that uh, goofy aspect of it again. So they are going younger. Who's the actor? That the uh, Tom Holland, who I've actually never seen uh, do anything. He's a British actor again, so we're going British again. We had, we had Andrew Garfield. Now we're going another uh, Brit. Another um, British dude. Uh, yeah, he's really young. He looks very young. What else has he been in? Um, he's... He was in a, like a TV show, like a British TV show, like and Skins camp. or something like that. I mm, feel like that would be even be yeah older at this. He's point. Uh, he's coming out in the new. Uh, he's going to be in the new uh, Ron Howard movie about the Moby Dick. Oh, yeah, have you seen that? It's like, it's like the in the I think sea I've or something. Heard about it? Yes. Yeah. He, so he's going to be in that, and apparently he's great. Yeah. Like, but but I, most of the stuff he's done has been drama. Uh-huh. So I'm very curious. How he'll actually uh, yeah. be able to play it? Because that was that whole casting thing was crazy. It went on forever. Uh, they they tested so many people. Really, um, Asa Butterfield was like the front runner for a while. The kid from Hugo. Did you see oh that movie? yeah, and yeah. Uh, like Ender's Game, who I'm not, I'm not a big fan Weird. of. Weird. He was like the front runner for it for a while, and then they tested out a few he other has people. To still be super young. Yes, like. Yeah, I mean, because he was really young in Hugo, and that yeah. was only like a couple years ago. Yeah, they were casting super young for Weird. this new Spider-Man. Um, they're going like they want to. They're investing, is what they're oh. doing, right? So they want someone that they can cast now, and then when they make their four thousand sequels to Spider-Man, he'll still be young enough. They won't uh. run into the Robert Downey Jr. problem where he's getting a little bit too old to be know, to be Iron, Iron Man. Man anymore. But apparently, Tom Holland had a really good. Screen test, they had Robert Downey Jr. come in and do a scene wow. with him just to get see what that dynamic was like, and apparently yeah. it was pretty good. So cool. um, I am cautiously optimistic. Okay. Um, he's going to appear in a cameo in the new Civil War movie that's uh, coming out, um, uh, Captain America Civil War, year. in this coming summer. Okay. So when, he'll be a little little blurb in Like that. a teaser? Yeah. When is that Spider-Man supposed to come out? Spider-Man is, uh, the, the, I believe, the following summer. Oh, okay. So they actually bumped when... Because, you know, that whole thing with, like, Sony has the rights mm-hmm. to Spider-Man. They have to make a certain number of movies. Right. And so they they finally struck a deal with Marvel Studios to share the character, which is, That's why, right. That's which is right. why he's appearing in these uh, Captain America Avengers movies. Um, so they kind of bumped uh, the schedule. So other characters are getting pushed back that the movies that were slated in the Marvel Universe, which I'm kind of bummed out about to, for a new Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, because we, we're now delaying other characters like Black Panther and Captain Marvel. That we haven't so, actually seen yet. Right. And <laughs> who, more importantly are characters of diversity. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, we're getting like black and and like female superheroes um, that we desperately need because if you look at the Avengers it is so white we have Nick Fury and then like it's just a bunch of white people and then like Black Widow gets something to do like kind of occasionally Um, so we desperately need these New characters, and as much as I love Spider-Man, I would have. Lo- I, I'm we don't a need patient more person. Spider-Man we don't. right now. We can, we can wait on him for a little bit. Let's get these new characters out there. Um, but I do love him, and I <clears throat> and I hope they do him right. Uh, That's good movies. to hear because I was interested to see how you felt about how much the it seems to be getting revisited, like more so than almost any other 
Um, well, right. you know, character. I well, I, I mean, Marvel. Uh, Spider-Man is the face of Marvel. Mm-hmm. When you really look at that, if Batman's kind of the face of the DC universe, like sure. that's the one everyone recognizes. No one's going to look at a picture of Spider-Man and not know who that is. Sure. Right? Um, so they they have to. That's their like. That's their staple for their universe. So they have to do something with him. Um, so it's so interesting that they, I mean, that's why he's been redone all these yeah. different ways. Um, and what's crazy is the, the first, the Sam Raimi movies were pretty good. I mean, the third one, uh, people can argue is really, is bad. The third one is, is pretty bad. Really uh, bad. But, but <laughs> I, 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 I can defend so certain aspects, bad. aspects of it, uh, because there are some redeeming qualities. I can see what Sam Raimi was trying to do. It's very bad. It's very bad. <laughs> uh, they, they threw in, he didn't want to do, Emo Toby, come on. Yeah, well, he didn't want to do Venom, that was a whole thing. Oh. Like, Sam Raimi didn't want to do Venom, they made him do Venom. Did he purposefully <laughs> miscast it? <laughs> oh, with, uh, Topher Grace? Uh, yeah, uh, straight casting. I would love to see them do a more faithful adaptation of that moving forward. Because uh-huh. uh, Venom's such a cool character. And yeah. so 90s. Oh, That's such very, a 90s character. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look back at the like history of like what comics were like at that time. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of like super muscular, lots of like crazy like alien oh, shark teeth, sure, jagged, sure, sure. exaggerated styles and like Venom is such so that. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I can see that based on that description. So but but it's one of those things from the 90s that has kind of survived and became so popular. They've kept him around. I mean, it's like you like how could you look at that and not be like that guy's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. He's all muscly and pointy teeth. <laughs> right. Like and his name's Venom, like, you yeah. know, it's, you have to keep in mind, like, w- the reasons that people get into stuff like this mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. It's for big, scary, mostly dudes. So, but but I do think, I do think the, in the movie universe, I'm a little bit disappointed because it does feel like we're kind of retreading now. We're, we're going yes. back. And <clears throat> Why, so, are they going to do the origin story again? No. They have they said that very, very blatantly Thank that goodness. he's going to already be Spider-Man at good. this point. Right. Which is, which is good. At least we're ignoring, or at least we're ignoring. Because, like, the first, Amazing Spider-Man isn't a bad movie. No, the first one is fine. The second one is terrible. I the only things I like about it are the things that have nothing to do with Spider Man. <laughs> like, right. Well, Andrew, Andrew Garfield's great. Him, I love him Emma and Emma Stone, Stone obviously have and, great chemistry. And Webb obviously like knew how to navigate those kinds of scenes. Right. Well, yeah, because that that's the type of director he is. Um, you know, he's very good. He had done Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah. He, you know, he's just he gets relationships mm-hmm. and like natural conversations and relationships, mm-hmm. so it's so fun. And even the Harry and Peter stuff worked pretty well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but any, all of the actual Spider-Man stuff. Right. Well, and Jamie Foxx. And, and ooh, boy. <laughs> he has this line in the movie where, like, right before he zaps Spider-Man, he says, It's my birthday! And I, I remember that. Yes. my mind. I was God. like, this is terrible. His it was such a caricature and not in a fun way at all. No, it's a lot of people were likening it to. Do you remember Batman Forever? Yeah, they were likening it to Jim Carrey's the Riddler, like his yeah, transformation, yeah. Mm-hmm. and to be like the the uh, like nebbish like oh boy, right. and then I want to be come on, I want to matter. Heard that, I heard that comparison too. Yeah, um, so such an interesting 
casting choice that did not work. No, um, no, 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 they were no. just trying to shove too much into that movie because they wanted yes. to set up future installments, which is like the new thing now. Right. Universes are the thing. We're not building a movie. Yeah. We're building a movie universe. Yeah, and like tagging on all that Paul Giamatti stuff was horrible. Right. And I know that's why they were doing it. Because mm-hmm. when does that movie come out? The six people. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Sinister Six. Well, that's all being abandoned, I think, now. Really? Because the that Amazing Spider-Man 2 was so poorly received. Wow. I didn't realize that I was totally getting the kibosh yeah. along with the, like, changeover to... Um, you know, Sony and Marvel having mm-hmm. a little more of an agreement and all that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, uh, th- there are moments in that Amazing Spider-Man 2 that really click for me. There's one moment, um, and it's the littlest moment and it sums up Spider-Man for me in, in like a nutshell. And mm-hmm. the, seeing that moment in this movie made me so mad because it's, it's such a good moment and just and surrounded by yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just <laughs> makes me mad that it's, Aww. that's worse than like the movie just being outright terrible. Uh-huh. But there's this, there's this scene in the movie where, uh, a kid is being picked on by a bunch of other kids and they break his, like, science project. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man shows up and they all kind of run off. Mm-hmm. And he, like, goes down and talks to the kid and he, like, kind of webs up the kid's science experiment and, like, helps him and, like, walks him to school. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's such a moment that... I got, a little, yeah. I got chills with Jesse describing it. Right? Because yeah. that's... Spi- it's really sweet. That's Spider-Man in a nutshell. Yeah. Like, he's, he's the, the defender of... The regular New York citizen, mm-hmm. right? and again, like a small moment, mm-hmm. a good small moment in mm-hmm. a movie with where the big none of the big moments really right. work. If we had more of those small moments, then that's what a solo Spider-Man movie should be. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. But what I, I also wanted to mention uh, before we go any further, uh, the other the other Spider-Man that I am more excited about that I wish we were adapting and we're not. Okay. Um, and that's the ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales, okay. who is not Peter Parker. He's a different Spider-Man from another universe. Whoa. Um, that is now like a big deal in the comics. And when they were contemplating, there was rumors that maybe he was going to be the character for the new movie. Um, and it would have been so much more interesting and yeah, so much more exciting. How could it not be? Um, but Miles Morales, he's uh, he's like a. 14-year-old kid, um, so he's around the same age that they're casting for anyway, mm-hmm. but he's got a different origin story, a, a different, like, past. He's, like, inspired by, in the comics, he's inspired by the death of the original Spider-Man. So Spider-Man Whoa. in this universe dies, and he kind of takes on the it's mantle. It's so weird how comic books do that. Yeah. Like, that they're, because, like, hasn't, like, Superman has died? Sure. And, like, oh, yeah, that's a big one. Death of Superman? <sighs> well, the, what they say in comic books is, like, dead is never dead, right? So um, if you die, you're, that character is going to come back. It's just a matter of when at this how. point. There's a, there's a few rules of characters that are dead that will never come back. So Uncle Ben in the he Spider-Man did. universe, he's always going to be dead. He did. He did. <laughs> oh, he did. Um, because <laughs> if you take away uh, Uncle Ben's death, then that takes away everything that kind yeah. of sparked spider-man that'd be like bringing back comes great responsibility right exactly which is such a good lesson Mm -hmm. and such a good uh thing to have at the focus of Mm -hmm. spider-man that's another thing about the new those two amazing spider-man movies uh because the original trilogy had that as such a focus 
the that with great power comes great responsibility. The new movies were like afraid to say that. Yeah. So, sure, 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 so sure. they like found they other even, ways to yeah, say it. Don't they even kind of like paraphrase it? Yeah. 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 Like uh, I believe Martin Sheen at one point is just like. Um, and if you're, you know, have a lot of power, then, you know, that means that you should be it. responsible. It's and so it's like, bad. Whoa, I don't bro. remember what you're talking about. And it's like, Kind of dancing around. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. That's his thing. Like, yeah. let's just say it. That's so um, funny. Uh, so, yeah. So there's, there's this other Spider-Man character that I, is more exciting mm-hmm. that they're not utilizing. He's a big focus in the comic books. They're making him the main Spider-Man in the comic books right wow. now. Wow. Uh, so Miles Morales, who is he's uh, uh, half black and he's uh, going through different problems that we haven't kind of dealt with in in the comic books and the comic book universe. So it, it'd be an interesting perspective to get a whole new cast of characters. Would have been so exciting and so refreshing. Talk about approaching Spider-Man and having that name, but doing it in a way where people would have been like, oh, I've not seen this a million times. Right. We almost had that. Almost. <sighs> yeah, at this point, like, to me, I just don't understand what the, like, who's the target audience for rehashing the same character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, even, like, you're obviously, like, a super fan. Mm-hmm. You will, you know, inevitably, uh, whether or not they're really doing the thing that you, like, they got wish they were doing, yeah. they got you. They're, they got you. I'm gonna go. Of you're course. in. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, but even then, you're admitting mm-hmm. that, like, they they could be doing something for, more interesting where you are concerned. You right. know? So it's like, why not cater more to that mentality? Why not try to, like, branch out a little? Because, like, it's... There's no new audience for these things. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just not. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a bummer because it's so lazy. Yeah. Right? To be like... Well, people are going to come anyway, so right. let's just do what we know is going to work yeah. instead of being like, hey, people are probably going to come anyway. Let's try to do something different. I think that's my biggest frustration with Marvel mm-hmm. as a whole mm-hmm. right now. And, like, it definitely feeds into other, you know, superhero-y, comic booky, nerd culture type things mm-hmm. f- for sure. I just think Mar- Marvel happens to be the biggest culprit mm-hmm. of, like, they have this huge established fan base and clout, mm-hmm. and now it's it's seemingly become more of the same. Right. Well, I think, and I think they have, they have a chance here with the, with the upcoming, because they do things in, like, phases now, right? Mm-hmm. That's their thing. They have phase right. one, phase two is we just finished with Ant-Man, and now we're going to start phase three. Okay. So a new slate of movies here. So they have a chance to do something different, because they used to take chances. They did. I mean, um, I, I think it's so telling, like, people still refer to um, Winter Soldier as, like, one of the best Marvel movies because it was different. It's, Be- it's so different. It's like a, you know, it's like a military type. It's a procedural. political thriller. It's yeah. a, it's an action movie. It's, yeah. it's a commentary on, like, like our national security. Right, and, and I can't imagine how, like, I don't, I'm not looking at the fucking numbers or anything, but mm-hmm. I would think that would have been reflected in, like, 
I guess when you're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars, regardless, then right. like you stop paying attention to like which one makes a little bit more than the others. But sure. like, I'm certain it was more successful than say things like the second Thor movie, which right. was just more Thor, right, and, exactly. You know, like. And the second, um, you know, Iron Man, which was pretty, like, mm -hmm. considered very Monday. much a flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, and it's like, oh, oh, you mean the time that you revisited this, you did a different thing, and it yeah. was much more successful? Well, and it's crazy, <laughs> and they know, they know what people were saying after Guardians of the Galaxy came out, is that Marvel can now do anything. Yeah. Right? Because they took a cast of characters that nobody knew yeah and and now you could argue that more kids growing up now know who Groot and Rocket Raccoon are before they might know who Batman is yeah. or like that's crazy yeah uh, and in a good way yeah um, because that's so different and James Gunn put this quirky really stylized movie God, out there it's so funny it's so good that introduced like music that soundtrack yeah, to a whole amazing. new generation yeah yeah um so but taking the thing that um i talked to matt young about this over the weekend and the thing he said about guardians like i was like why were they willing to take such a risk like with james gunn and with that material when seemingly everything else is so safe and like more similar things and he was like because no one knew what that was like mm -hmm. they didn't care basically if it was like uh if it was in, not, they, it's not that they didn't care if it was any good. They just, like, knew that no one was, was going to know what it was going into There was it. no pressure that the fanboys were going to, like, rage out. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you see, like, the new Batman, like, people are like, not my Batman. Yeah. Right? Like, people, like, just freak out casting. over yeah. any news like that. So you take a property that no one knows about, and you can just play with it. Yeah. Um... Which is which is so nice, and that's. That. But I mean, like even with Batman, to me, I look at that from the outside. I'm like, well, I wouldn't want to watch a movie that Zack Snyder is directing anyway. Well, exactly. You know, like let alone casting or like what the trailer looks like. Like I just don't like. Are we still giving Zack Snyder projects? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Did anyone see Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Galhul? Was Did that really that? him? That was him. That oh, like boy. crazy realistic owl about. movie. Yes, it's so bad. Legends it's of so the Guardians. Bad. Owls of Galhul. <laughs> I mean, even things like Sucker Punch and like there, oh, there have boy. been things that were like supposed to be Zack Snyder's good. wet dream. Yeah, Sucker Punch. right. Like weird. Obviously, the dude is just like. He got, you know, he made one movie in a way that people weren't expecting a movie to be made right. in 300. Yeah. And I feel like ever since then, God, it's just been getting these huge projects mm -hmm. and like all of them have sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but, but enough to where people are like, well, let's try again. Ugh. Right? Like, people like him. It makes him. no sense to me. Yeah. I, I, mean, I And I uh, I really, I read Watchmen before I saw it, and there are things that I like about that movie. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I always go back to, like, those opening credits are so amazing. Like, how did he do that? And I found out recently that he didn't, didn't do right? them. And it, like, blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, okay, so one of the only things I was giving him the benefit of the doubt for, he did not do. <laughs> the opening credits are arguably the best 
best part of that movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and Jackie Earl Haley just in general yes. as Rorschach. Ja- exactly. Yeah. Ex- when I say there are things I like about the movie, <laughs> it's like the, the opening credit, Jackie Earl Haley. I will always have a boner for Patrick Wilson. Like, oh, yeah. I just, I, I, like, I like him in that movie, but I've talked to other people who didn't think he was well cast, and I'm like, that's fair, but like... I, I think the, ca- the cast in that movie is generally pretty pretty good. Uh, uh, Malin Ackerman is very bad. Okay, she's bad. <laughs> I like uh, Billy Crudup as yes. uh, Nick. I mean, uh, Doctor. <laughs> as big as blue, blue naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say she's really one of the only really bad casting. Choices. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I've liked her in things since then, but whew, boy, was she bad in that. Right. Who? Who boy? Who boy? So um. Yeah, I, I took it way off. No, no, no. Topic, uh, I was going to say, uh, in terms of, like, female actors that you admire, who do you think would be the next good Mary Jane? Because I think we're going, I think we're going back, Question. I think for the new movies, they're going to go back to Mary, to Mary Jane. Jane, and as a redhead yourself, I feel mm. like you have, you should have a personal connection. I did, I... Okay, Kirsten Dunst, like, blah, nothing. You know, I actually thought her and Toby had a very nice little chemistry. I think that had either of them been different... I can't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I think if either of of them had been differently cast, I don't think the other one would work. But somehow (laughs) they do work together. Right. Um, And, like, that was very apparent in the way that those movies were uh, received. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love Emma Stone. I love her. Oh, I, me too. I like. Uh, I who wish. Don't? I wish she hadn't been in these movies. So, that so she, she could, could be, be now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now that we've established that, like Emma Stone is like a killer, like, and also why cast her as not Mary Jane? Yeah. So, like, come on. She's known as a redhead. Yeah. I love. I think that Elle Fanning is a fantastic actress. She's great. I really think she's really good. And they are going to have to go younger. And they she's will. younger, and I could see her existing in a role like that really comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, like, I remember seeing Super 8 and just being really blown away by her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's someone that would intri- intrigue me to see. In something like, I, at least if we're, you know, going for people who are already known. Sure, yeah. Um, I think that's great. Yeah, that's, that's the only person I can really... I'm not crazy about, like... I'm trying to think of some of the other, like, hot young actresses like Shalane Woodley's pretty good but well she almost she was gonna be Mary really? Jane in the Amazing Spider-Man movies she was actually she sh- like filmed scenes for the second one and they really? cut her they cut her out wow so it's I kind of I really did have my yeah. I unknowingly have my finger on the pulse mm-hmm. there yeah so yeah she they were they were banking on her from the I haven't uh, seen any of the like insurgent things. Oh, Isn't boy. she in those? Yeah, pass, pass. No thanks. No, no thanks. Should keep not watching them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just continue what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who's really it struck me. I mean, I love people like I mean, like Mae Whitman is amazing, but she's not right for that, and she's a little old. Right for if you're saying they're going younger. Yeah, I would say. Um, well, she just got cast as Jean Grey in the new X-Men movie, but I would say, uh, the I forget her name, she plays Sansa in uh, Game of Thrones. Do you watch Game of oh, Thrones? Oh, no, I don't. I watched the first um, season, and I was like, not so for me. She's going to be a superhero, but just in the d- other universe. Um, what's the the one... That, I know there's... The, 
Arya Stark is like a yeah big... Maisie uh, Maisie Williams. I believe she's is her name. she's gonna do other stuff after she's, that. Oh, I'm she's sure. great. She's very um, good. You can tell she's yeah. I can't really think of any other young redheads. <laughs> yeah, or people they can turn into redheads. <laughs> or even yeah, even yeah, like young young actresses suited for roles like that. Mm-hmm. I think that most of the things that have young characters like that in them I'm not gonna be watching <laughs> like, right. exactly. like like Insurgent for that matter you yeah. know what I mean that movie is for for the you know fans young of the, adult yeah young adult and I love don't get me wrong I love a good young adult novel yeah but I never got into were those. you a Twilighter no good it missed me somehow I don't think I had enough interest in reading about like a chick and a vampire I, I read a friend let me borrow the book and I read 14 pages and returned it. That is hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't get past it. I, I never get even past tried. It. I, Everyone's I, like, the writing's not very good, but... I just hated the like, main character so much. It's just her and, like, a vampire. And then I watched all but the last of the movies. Oh, <laughs> well, I've never seen a <laughs> so, second of the movies. Oh, man. You're in a better spot Anna than Anna Kendrick? She's in those for some reason. She is that well. She got she was in the first one before she was like famous, oh, right? That's and right. then she was like, I guess stuck doing the rest of the movies. I think she's someone who could exist in a superhero universe. I don't think she's really a. Again, she's probably a little outside age wise mm-hmm. of what they would be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see her as like a funny superhero or funny like. Well, heroin. What's prob what's probably gonna happen is we're gonna end up with someone from like the the Disney Channel pool. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna pull from like the young, like the whatever whoever the Selena Gomez is of, of the now. time yeah, yeah. of now. Oh, you know who would be fun is um the woman who plays uh the girl on Girl Meets World. Yeah. I'm so I have like or, such a boner for her right now. You know now. what? I'm I'm kind of digging our not digging as in sexually. <laughs> oh, you but, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> She's like 13. Yeah. But her friend? Yeah, that the, plays Riley. The, like Sean. Uh, yeah, the Sean. Uh, she be she be good. I Either one of them. I agree with you. They're both very uh, charming. I agree with you. I think that, uh, yeah, they almost (laughs) would exist as, like, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can only see them in similar characters as the ones they play, I think, but... Or Topanga. Let's put Topanga. Hell yeah. Daniel Fisher. (laughs) Let's get her her in there. Yeah, Topanga. Yeah, yeah Topanga. Yeah, just like old Topanga and a little boy. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you got Topanga, you got Spider-Man, you check all the boxes in my in my book. I agree. I'll see that movie. Uh, I, I would absolutely see that movie. You going to see that Topanga Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. What's it actually called? No one knows. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going. They go like a, a Stifler's mom angle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a lot of like right. Peter Parker playing pool yeah. with Topanga. It's rated NC seventeen. Ooh, mm-hmm. lots of nuts and butts. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll be the day. <laughs> nuts and butts. Who is your favorite? Okay, so you wish they had gone more in a Miles. Is it Miles Morales? Is it Miles Morales? I wish they would have gone a completely different direction mm-hmm. instead of Peter Parker. As much as I love Peter Parker and wish I could play him, um, <laughs> I was always like, oh man, if I had been famous around this time, oh. like before this one, the when they did the last recasting, yeah. 
man, I would have found a way into that audition room. Hell yeah. But, uh, it never happens. Mm-hmm. It's too late for me now. You could it's maybe... It's probably too late. It's probably too late. It's probably too late. It's too late. It's okay. Just uh, one of my dreams that'll never come true. Uh, yeah. so uh, well, fun. one of mine is playing um, Seymour in a Little Shop of Horrors, but like, there's so many reasons why that'll never come mm-hmm. true for me. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Some things we gotta let so go. I get of, it. You know? I'd love to play Joanne and Rent, but like I can't. I can't do any of these things. <laughs> um, you never know. We should never say that. We never know. I wouldn't want to play Joanne and Rent because it should be a beautiful black woman. Mm-hmm. I just want the chance. I just want the like chance. Like once, one performance. It's just one. <laughs> just one. Just one. Uh, I, I, what I'm shooting for now is if there's a new Spider-Man cartoon, I'll play. I'll do the voice. Yeah. Because then I can You're look. Too, I, I can look like, whoever. For that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Mark Hamill does voices first. Yeah. Right. And he's so good. <laughs> and he has a craggy, ugly face. And who thought he'd come back as Luke Skywalker? But it's happening this Christmas. <laughs> he's doing it again. They give him a big old beard to hide his crazy face. Got a craggy. That guy just did not age well. I mean, I know. Well, he had, you know he had that accent. I know, <laughs> but he also didn't age. He looks. He looks like uh, marshmallow on too little like. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think for the new for the new Star Wars, I think he did like lose a bunch of weight. That's good because he knew he was going to be <laughs> in front of Having a camera. To do that again. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued to see what he looks I, like. I really am basing a lot of so well. He has that small role in um, Kingsman, but he also was in that uh, I know that voice documentary. Yes, and like it was like distracting how like crazy he looks. Yes, yeah. And he was wearing this very deep V the whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think like, I had <laughs> the same exact thought yeah. seeing that documentary, being like, I'm seeing way too much of his yeah. chest. Uh, yeah, he will always be the Joker for me, always oh, and forever, sure, because sure. he's his voice is so iconic. And I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah, um, and that he does such good voice work, and it, it bums me out because we have such talent like that. And uh, if you've watched at all the Spider-Man cartoon that's on now, mm-hmm. uh, called Ultimate Spider-Man, it's really bad. Um, is it Miles Morales? No, it is. It is. So it's called Ultimate Spider-Man, but yes, it's not. Yes, yes, it is. Confusing. Um, the, it, it's different on the comics and the yeah, but uh, all that stuff is so hard to understand. It's, it's pretty convoluted because yeah. every like I remember when Sean Kelly talked about X Men, mm-hmm. and it's like I couldn't tell you any separate difference between like uncanny x-men versus mm-hmm. like some other qualifier for x-men like they all just run together sure well i think i think x-men out of probably any superhero like uh timeline is the most convoluted really whether you look at comics the movies uh-huh. like the tv shows uh-huh. across the board that has had the craziest like okay. storylines just like mix-ups. Uh, uh, the the movies are almost impossible to keep I mean, track of. Now they've like they did this weird retcon type thing, right? Because they Days had of Future to. Pass. Yeah, because <laughs> did you see that third one? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because everyone was so pissed that they fucked it mm-hmm. up so much 
that they just like went back and were like, see, we didn't fuck it up as much. <laughs> well, and that's, what that's a weird thing. What, what I love and hate about the Marvel Universe, and at least in the comics anyway, is that they they have such a rich history mm-hmm. that they are not abandoning, which I which I like um, because they they pull back, they modernize a lot of things, mm-hmm. and they try to. Uh, make it so people have jumping on points. Uh-huh. Uh, comics almost frequently uh, now on like a yearly basis have like kind of re- refreshes where it's like you're a new comic uh, reader, sure. hop on now and you can like follow and like there's still everything. See, if I were ever to do something like that, I would, mm. I would have, I would never. When you were saying you would like read, at, um, like random. comics like here mm-hmm. and there when you were growing up, I, that sounds awful to me. Like, right. I, I need to I need to have an entry point. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, well, what DC did was, back in like 2011, was they had their new 52 big relaunch. Mm-hmm. So they like wiped the slate. They were like, all of these comics that you came before are no more. We're starting fresh for everyone. So that's what DC did. Marvel just does kind of like soft new reboots. New 52 because it's once a week? Or? Uh, because there's 52 different comics. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they kept it at 52. Name them all. Just oh, kidding. yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, 52 books, yeah. Wow. Um, but I, I, I have a bit, in a, a bit of an addiction. And it's Ooh. it's uh, started uh, in Chicago. Um, I just started. It's when that new 52 happened on the DC side. And then I started to pick up. Well, that coincided up. right around when you moved here, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then I started picking up Marvel books as well. And, yeah, well, new comics come out each week uh, for different series. Usually a comic comes out once a month, a new issue. For each uh, series? Right. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. So they, like, rotate between all the Tuesdays right. or whatever it is. Yeah, Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. Hey now. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Wednesday. Well, music used to be Tuesdays, but now it's Fridays. Yeah. Music's Fridays? Very recently changed. Music's Fridays. Movies, like DVDs are Tuesdays. Okay. Like new Blu-rays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah, they recently... Apparently it's because... Or at least one of the reasons is because, like, they, uh... Uh... Reviewers don't write reviews over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get reviewers to, like, get the new music on Fridays and then, like, process it over the weekend. Oh, that's as so opposed interesting. to, like, writing... Something like right when it comes out. I did not know that. I, I found this out today. That's really interesting. I knew they had switched it from Tuesday to Fridays, but I think it's 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 interesting to see something that's like that's been it's been Tuesdays. It has to be for, like our whole yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, cool. Yeah. 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 yeah it's useless information. <laughs> <laughs> so um, each book comes out. Usually, at least one yeah. Issue a so I, I mean, usually, and comics run from, you know, they can usually like lesser known issues are probably two ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, and then the really like big ones are like three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So like Spider Man would be three ninety nine for sure. Uh, uh, and there's the Spider Amazing Spider Man. Then there's Ultimate Spider Man. Then there's I you know, know all those are different. Series, yeah. Oh, God. So, what's interesting is a lot of... So, of those new 52 are... Well, that's DC. I know, so yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, are all of those different... Like, could five of those all be... Uh, Batman? Batman? Oh, yeah. Well, Batman has a lot of... Because he's a popular character, they have Batman, 
They have Batman and Robin. They have Batman Eternal, which is like a weekly series that came out. They have, you know, a Detective Comics Batman. Um, so it's just like a bunch of different stories. Okay. And sometimes they crisscross. Okay. So you got to look out for that. But too. those are considered all separate books. Yes. Okay. So um, what I've been getting into recently is uh, I'll follow. Because I, I've gotten to where I really enjoy like a particular series, mm-hmm. I'll follow a writer onto another sure. book. So I really, I, you know, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is the writer that's been doing the Miles Morales Spider Man, uh, and you know because he did that, then I'll also read his Invincible Iron Man book that's coming cool. out. Because he, so uh, it's interesting now. I've started to less like where as a kid I would be like, give me anything Spider Man. Sure. Now I'm like, give me anything. Where the art is done by Sarah Pacelli. Yeah. Because she's so good. That's and I just, awesome. And I just want to follow, like, all of her... That's so cool. ...like, books. Yeah. Um, so it's so interesting. Like, like kind of like, um... I feel like you do that with, like, film, you know, actors and directors. Where it's right. like, oh, I love, mm-hmm. you know, um... Like but, Edgar Wright. Hook. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. But it's like, you watch that and then you're like, oh, Robin Williams. I want to see all of his other things. Right, you know, exactly. Like, as a child, that's... I'm sure something that people did. But yeah, like you said, like you, you get you into d- Edgar Wright. You develop a sense of loyalty and then mm-hmm. you want to follow those people onto their other projects because you like their voice or their, you know, uh, the way they see things, right? I just That's uh, really cool that mm-hmm. that happens with comics though mm-hmm. in terms of not necessarily just following one particular character. Right. It's so great. It's it's so fun to see and um, what I like when comic book writers do is they'll They'll be working on a really popular series for a while, and then they'll go and they'll work on this really obscure character that maybe sure. people wouldn't give a chance to read, and but, but because that person, yeah, it. and then cool. you, they fall in love with that character. Like cool. that's that's things I like to see happening within the comics industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marvel Comics is really shaking things up as of lately. Thor's a woman, yeah, uh, yeah, and she's awesome, yeah, and she's like. And I've heard really good things about that book. Yeah, yeah, and they're not, like, planning to turn her back into, like, male Thor, you yeah. know? Or, like, like have male Thor replace female Thor. She's just, like... And she's not Thor 2. She's Thor. Thor. That's um, awesome. That's cool. Like, uh, you know, Sam Wilson... Uh, who was is the Falcon in the movies? Oh. Is now Captain America now? So we have oh. we have a we have a black Captain America. That's awesome. Oh, right? so Sam Wilson is the character. Yes. Okay. Um, who's played by Anthony Mackie in the movies? Yes. Um, in the comic books, he's Captain America right now, which cool. is so cool. Cool, um, cool, 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 cool. So we, I mean, we're they're really like while the movies may be following a more faithful kind of uh, adaptation of a lot of the characters, the comic books are really, like, taking chances now. We're making the Miles Morales Spider-Man the main Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that's cool. I um, hope that the f- movies start to follow suit. Me I, too. See me, it seems like it has to. Because it seems like, even from the perspective of a relative outsider, it seems like the bubble is starting to burst. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like... Fatigue? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Like, I haven't even seen Age of Ultron because mm-hmm. it was poorly received. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, overall, most people were just like, well, it's not as good as the first one. Right. Which is such a bummer. Like, uh, going into it, Joss Whedon's such a hard worker, mm-hmm. and uh, he worked his ass off to put a movie out there that he wanted to make. And all anyone did at, before it was even coming out, or, or in early reviews, was being was like, like "Well, it's not. It's not as good as the first one." And yeah. it's like, 
it's like, well, people need to like let go of that because yeah. there is such fatigue. We're like we're having trouble separating these movies right. because they're just coming at us. Yeah. I, you look into 2018, um, we have like 40 superhero movies coming out by the time we get to 2018. Between Overall, now and then. Yeah. I'm, it's the, it's so crazy how many have been slated. Uh, it's it's getting to the point. I keep hearing this theory, which is so interesting, that we're eventually going to get to a point where little indie movies that come out, you're not going to go to the movie theater to them. And so many already are day one VOD they come out in theater. Like yeah, that. VOD. So you're gonna you're gonna stay at home and you're gonna watch all your smaller movies on VOD, and then you're gonna pay like fifty dollars to go see a four hour movie in the biggest screen known to man. That's just a big blockbuster action movie. That's gonna be the only things movie theaters are used for. Uh, it's just going to be those big movies, and then everything else is going to be contained at home. Um, and I yeah. hope, I hope to God that's not the case because I yeah. love film and I love the movie theater experience, and I don't want it to be diluted to a point where it's just action blockbusters. Yeah, no, that is so uninteresting to me. Yeah. honestly, like it's it already has started to bum me out that the film industry the last like number of years has definitely. Uh, polarized itself to yeah. either like giant movies or very small movies and like <laughs> nothing in between. And, and it's getting to the point where those giant movies are coming out earlier and earlier. You know, yeah. we used to have summer blockbuster season, but Batman versus Superman is coming out in March. Oof. Like it's starting in March yeah. and now we're going to have movies, big blockbusters until August, September, yeah, you know, and like the only is there something big coming out in the next couple weeks? Uh, what do we have coming out? Uh, I don't Shit. Know. Well, I mean, Fantastic Four just came out recently. Ooh, boy, so... what a stinky! <laughs> what a big old poo poo! What a stinky! Did you see it? <laughs> oh, I did, and I, I saw it because. I saw the reviews and I was like, I have to know. Yeah, I, I'm so intrigued. Oh, that's right. I saw you talking about it on Twitter. I I'm think so intrigued yeah. about how bad it is, and it's it's worse than those like weird early 2000s movies with Jessica Alba. Ugh. Those are better than this. I can't. That is so <laughs> unfathomable to me. That what's crazy about those like early 2000 like Jessica Alba movies? We hadn't quite cracked the superhero code yet. At that yeah. point, we were like. Studios were like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, so there was like, so true. Fantastic Four came out. Jessica Alba, I guess. Yeah. And uh, oh, we don't know. Uh, we, we are not comfortable with CGI. Guy who hasn't been in anything else since right. then. The dude from The Shield is in like this crazy yeah. rubber costume. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, put Chickless in a suit. Right. Uh, who arguably looks better than the thing in this new movie, which is a crazy statement to say. I saw, but true. <laughs> I heard someone say on, I think it was Douglas movies, that um, the villain, is it. Um, in the new one? Uh-huh. It's Doctor Doom. That's that, what I thought it was Doctor Doom. Yeah. Oh. They said it looked like something that had been painted on the wall of a Qzar, like a laser tag place. <laughs> yes. Yes, he glows <laughs> he glows in the dark. He's he's nuts looking. It's just like yeah. Man, they they wanted to do something different. It See, sucks so hard because I really like that cast. Like I really oh, too. like um Michael B. Jordan uh, and Miles Teller. He's wonderful. And they all deserve better than this. The, who is the woman? Kate Mara. Yeah. She's like, great. They're all, they've all done other really good work. And you just watch them 
And I, it's just crazy how little chemistry they have with one another. <laughs> and apparently there's, like, rumors that the director was like, do it with less emotion. <laughs> it's just like, why would you do heard, that to your actors? I heard that that as as well in so many words that it mm. really looks like they're all just struggling through the movie. And, and what we're seeing more and more with, with studios like this and directors and in superhero movies, and it's happened with Spider-Man too and, and Mark Webb, it's just directors are are butting heads with the studios. The studios mm. want certain things. The directors wanted certain things. Joss Whedon, even with Avengers, wanted certain things. Right. Has, and they have to make compromises yeah. and they resent the studio for it. And then the product that comes out, is everyone resentful. loses. Everyone loses because no one got to do what they wanted. Um, and it's so crazy. You get those little glimmers of hope with like Guardians of the Galaxy, where yeah. it's like seems like such a synergy right. happened. Right. Um, and you hope that they just let him do what he wants in the sequel that he, that he like, just let him could, do what he wants. It could just as easily be a mm-hmm. Whedon repeat. You know what I mean? Right. It's not dissimilar. You know they they had faith that Whedon would make a good first movie and mm-hmm. weren't. And at that point, Marvel wasn't the you know Marvel that it is now. Right. And it, they're so concerned. They're so concerned about maintaining this momentum that they've got that they've built up. People are invested now. We've watched 11 movies yeah. uh, the, all in one universe and if they screw up then that this is all they have. This is yeah. going to ruin their whole future. Um, so they have to keep this momentum going. <laughs> With their billions of dollars, you think they'll be alright? I think they'll be fine. So, But Spider-Man's a big one. If they screw yeah. up on Spider-Man... That's a big get that they will lose. Like, yeah. uh, so they have to do, do this right. So they're, I'm worried they're going to play it so safe that it's going to be boring. Yeah. Um, but like, it's like you, it's like we said earlier. Like, we've seen it twice. They have to take risks. Well, I, and I think what what they did with the new with the Andrew Garfield ones was they tried to do something different. But the things that they did different were terrible. Yeah. It's like it's like the weird, crazy, like parents being like spies oh, or, how or something. Yeah. Like the, that was them being and like, hard to even follow. Right. Yeah. And, and that was their thing being like, see how these movies are different? They're so different because of this element. This and it's one like one thing. It's we like don't don't, don't don't tack on something to make it different. Yeah. Make make it inherently make the different. Movie different. Make, make That's it a really the way, way Spider Man acts different like yeah like uh, change things about his his uh, origins. i feel like i remember you saying that you were, you didn't care for how like cool michael or uh, andrew uh, garfield he is, is as way too cool as peter parker <laughs> yeah. he skateboards yeah he, uh he skateboards he dresses cool why should i believe that flash gordon's gonna pick on this this kid right. this millennial is right. is acting exactly how a millennial acts right. he would be considered super cool yeah. like uh and that takes me out of the movie in a different way it's like if i can't relate to my hero uh, I, You're like, well, I'm not cool. Uh, come on. <laughs> Put a nerdy kid up there that gets weird boners during class. <laughs> I can't skateboard Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know that? Uh, but but honestly, let, let's show a kid dealing with modern day bullying. Mm-hmm. And like in, in, in the sense sure. of how it's portrayed today. Yeah. And have that kid become the hero that we want in Spider-Man. Sure. Like, let's make him... Let's update him in a way that doesn't seem superficial. Yeah. Uh, so they, they have the chance with this. Um, they have the chance to make something heartfelt and humorous 
and everything that Spider-Man should be, mm-hmm. uh, the ultimate underdog, because mm-hmm. that's what he is, yeah. uh, and put it in a modern context that works in this like crazy superhero universe we have. Um, wouldn't well, it be great if if people looked at, at Spider-Man, they were like, you know what that movie was? It was really like intimate and like small. Yeah. Like, what if we had a, what if we had something that was just like, there was one big action sequence in it and like everything else was very like, it built, like the, the momentum was built and had a lot of like really kind of make the indie movie Spider-Man. I feel like I would absolutely love that. Like I really think that would work for me Mm -hmm. as a consumer of these kinds of movies. Because we, we know we're going to get Spider-Man in the big blockbusters if he's going to be part of the Avengers universe, so save that for the Avengers movies yeah. and give us something different, different. With, with Spider-Man that people can like really Wouldn't grab onto. that so interesting? It's, yeah. like, it's like I was saying, like I really wish that Ant-Man had just been like a flat-out comedy. Like mm-hmm. I really think that Winter Soldier works as this totally different movie. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, wouldn't be, wouldn't that be so interesting and so bold to do it with that character too? Right. Yeah. To to take your like staple character and be making a statement, being like, we as Marvel are still taking chances and still delivering you uh, properties that you're not familiar with, yeah. but now you love. Do they have a director? They do. Uh, the director is. Oh man, what is his name? He, he uh, what they're doing now. Another trend they're doing is they're giving these indie directors like big chances. Yeah, like, uh, um, like the Jurassic World guy. Yeah, Colin, yeah. and he uh, now has uh, episode nine of Star Wars. Oh shit, I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, and that is crazy yeah. because that. So it's going to be J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. and then Colin Tremonov. Yeah, something like that. It's interesting because. I thought Jurassic World was just okay. Um, I thought the script was fucking terrible, yeah. and it was inconceivable for me to think it was anything but just okay because of how bad the script was. Right, and, and, the, <laughs> and the directing, the directing didn't really blow me away. No. So to see it, this guy getting Star Wars has me a bit concerned. Yes. Especially Ryan Johnson, who's doing Episode Eight, is. Incredible. I love uh, Ryan Johnson. Brick, Brick is one of my favorite movies of all Brick time. Brick is a great movie. It's so great. Looper is an amazing original sci-fi movie. An original sci-fi yes. movie, which is you never get to see. Uh, and now he's getting to do Star Wars. Have you seen Brothers Bloom? I have. Yeah. Uh, like, also, the guy hasn't made a bad movie. Also, like, quirky and weird. Yeah. Great cast. They're, he just, he's really phenomenal with genre. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he, he really does things with genre that I don't think you can look at any other director in terms of, like, such a small sample size mm-hmm. and see, and, and like, have that kind of, like, uh, uh, like piece of work, right. you know? And he's someone that I can see being like, oh man, J.J. Abrams just gave me all these toys to play with, and now I can do whatever I, I want. Can, I really am excited for a Ryan Johnson Star yeah. Wars movie, yeah. and like, I'm not someone who was just like inherently excited about new Star Wars to begin with, Yeah, but fucking Ryan Johnson is an amazing director. Yeah. They're, they're really stacking up uh, the positives in my book for the new Star mm-hmm. Wars movies. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, we're, we're going different Mm-hmm. We're we're getting rid of all the stuff you would expect. We're gonna give you new characters, like 
you know, our two main leads are are different up and coming actors. Like, I think that's check cool. them out. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah, um, I think Adam Driver's a really good actor. I don't know how large his role is going to be, but I, I'm hoping he's the Darth Vader of this trilogy. That's, so he's that's they don't what I've like off. heard mm-hmm. hinted at. Yeah. Uh, so I think that would be awesome because mm-hmm. I've been really impressed by by him as an actor. I thought he was. Uh, did you see in, Inside Lou and Davis? Yes. I thought he was, so like, funny, hilarious yeah. in that. He and just in a way got that we a had crazy never, voice. Yeah. <laughs> in a way we had never really, like, seen before. Uh-huh. So I'm really jazzed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it does seem like that's a trend to take, like, right. so indie, we, indie directors and put them in these positions. Yeah. So that's what we have happening with the new Spider-Man movie. It's some... Uh, director who I believe he directed the Kevin Bacon movie Cop Car. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I have not seen. I've heard it's good. Uh, I haven't seen it either. But that's the dude doing the new Spider. Is that like all he's done? I think so. Interesting. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure he's the one that got the directing job. And then the guys that uh, are doing the writing for it uh, are the guys that did the new Vacation movie, which has me really? a little concerned. Um, but they're they're comedy writers. Have they writers. done anything else? I think they did Horrible Bosses, too. Oh! Two. The second one? Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't instill the most confidence in me. Interesting. Uh, Man, that's so weird. What a weird trajectory for those writers. And and so that that gives you the vibe of, of what they're going for with this new Spider-Man movie, which is uh-huh. like indie director, really like comedic writers. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's going to be a, just a, a very funny Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what to expect, to be honest. Uh, from this. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, especially is there is Mar- Marissa Tomei still going to be she's in May? Yeah. Which you know what? It's so crazy to me because I never thought I would be sexually attracted to Aunt May, but I think Marissa, Marissa Tomei is fucking hot. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Since I was like eight, I have, really? I have understood that she is one of the hottest <laughs> celebrities. From what, like my cousin Vinny or yeah. something? It doesn't matter. Uh, like, I'm just curious what like your introduction yeah. to Marissa oh, yeah, Tomei yeah. was. Um, She's fucking hot. You know, on uh, Seinfeld, how like Jason Alexander is like in love with her. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, George Costanza is like all about her character. Uh, I got that. I was like, yes. And then that's so um, funny. Yeah, she's. I, I have the biggest crush on her forever and always, and it's crazy to me that she's playing the new Spider-Man's like old, old aunt. Aunt, that I'm is like, so troubling. She's gonna be hot though. She's so hot. I'm gonna be distracted at how hot Aunt May is. She's uh, gonna be like motivating Spider-Man and tell him to do a good job, and I'm just gonna be like, "You're so hot." I feel like I like. I was only. First of all, I was only really like, vaguely aware of film things in general until I was like in college is really when I had like a big film renaissance and kind of started like act- uh, watching more things I had never seen, uh-huh. like being more critical and things like that. But when I saw The Wrestler, I was like, oh shit, Marissa Tomei is an incredible actress and she got a banging body. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just like that. She really blew She's me away. She's so good in that. Yeah. She's so I good in, that in, in general. everything. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm really a fan of her just as a performer and as a human, Aunt as a May. human specimen. Maybe that's so strange. Yeah, it, it is weird, but I, that's the world we live in now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Our Spider-Men are like boys, boys. just hitting like, <laughs> puberty and growing facial hair and then our like old old quotes yeah, characters cool. are like 
the not women, old like, yet the first like woman that you ever like <laughs> right. remember being Right. Uh, like, oh, that is what a sexy woman looks like. Right, right. <laughs> nope. Nope. She's Aunt May. And, like, if you... I I can understand reaching that point when you're, like, an older person. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're still in our 20s. Like, right. the people that we were first attracted to as, like, actors and actresses mm-hmm. should not be playing old people yet. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. And it's, it's so crazy. I, it, I, and especially in the case of Spider-Man... The women in his life uh-huh. are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, those characters are so incredibly important. I mean, they really they harp on that a lot, especially yeah. in the Raimi films. Uh-huh. That, like, like those are his his weakest points, right? They 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 shape who he is in so many different aspects. Like MJ is is a source of like hope and confidence, and she sees like a stronger individual in this nerdy kid. Mm, sure, like, sure, sure. so she reinforces that in him. And then Gwen Stacy, like all these women, play really important roles in that universe. So I hope they get those castings right. Just as important as Spider Man himself. Do you know if both of them are gonna be if Gwen and MJ? You said they're going. Back I think to they're MJ. just gonna stick with MJ. Maybe they'll go with. Uh, Betsy or Betty Brandt. Oh, um, who is, I am familiar that there is another like she woman works. She works at the Bugle. Okay, and he kind of has that thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, what are like okay, um, speed round? Yeah, what are all of his abilities? Spider Man's abilities. He can uh, well depends on the the source. Go, go like name as God. many as you can, regardless sure. of which they're okay. In. He has he has super. I, I'm genu- I know there are things that I'm uh-huh. going to be like, really? That's a thing that he can do? Yes. Uh, he has, like, incredible strength. Okay. Like, people kind of underestimate how strong he is, but he can, like, pick up the Hulk if you want it. He sure. can pick up cars and lift them over his head. Right. He's, he's very strong. Um, he can... Uh, in most cases, he cannot shoot web out of his hands. Those are things that he has built. Web shooters. Um, they did that for the movies, and then, which I actually think is smart because it's it's easier explained just to yes. be like, they come out of his wrists. Yes. Um, he can stick to... It's w- different in Am- Amazing Spider-Man, isn't it? Yeah, he, he, they he went back to him building. buying. Yeah. Uh, he can uh, stick to walls. Mm-hmm. Um, he, because he has little, like, things that come out little hairs yep little, little hairs, hairs which is kind of gross when you think about it mm-hmm. um he has a spider sense so yes. he can detect when like trouble is coming right. his way um and uh they've they've recently introduced this uh crazy thing where um there's another woman that was bit by the same spider as as him we okay. come to find out in the comics her name is silk and she oh. has kind of the same powers as him right Okay. But they have this weird, this like... The ultimate? This is the normal 16-universe Spider-Man. Okay. Um, him and her have, like, this crazy sexual, like, spider attraction to one another. That's, like, a thing. Wow. Like, they can't... Like, they're in the same room for too long, they, like, can't resist they each other. They fuck each other? They, like, have, like, pheromones. Like, spider pheromones. That is... Weird, crazy right? Crazy weird. Yes. Um... So that's been a recent development for him that he can do. He's just a very intelligent individual, Peter Parker. Sure. Uh, he's an inventor. Uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man uh, has a couple extra abilities, which is pretty cool. He can, he can like, cloak himself, like what a Spider-Man can do, like what a spider can do. He can, like, blend in uh, with the background. And then he also has, like, a sting. So he Ooh. can, if he, like, zaps you... 
like it's a delayed shock. So you think you're Weird. fine for the next few seconds, and then it's like a zap. Yeah, like a paralysis type. Thing. Yeah, like ugh, like a shock through your body. Interesting. Um, so those are those are the main abilities, and that's honestly that's really it. Like Spider Man okay. does does not have a lot of. Um, I feel like there's some superheroes where they mm-hmm. look fucking pull shit out of the woodwork. Like, right. Oh, he can do that? Cool, great. Well, I think <laughs> they, they were like, oh, and also he's super smart, so he gets all this stuff he can do. Oh, like, right, Like, he right, builds right. these suits that right. give him all these, like, right. things. Classic. So that's an easy way to write in, like... That makes sense. Yeah. That doesn't surprise... That makes sense both as a, like explanation for any other powers that he may have uh-huh. and like that's such a comic book thing yeah. <laughs> that is like mm-hmm. uh, such a comic and, book and, thing. and when he had the uh the symbiote the venom suit mm-hmm. when spider-man used to wear that that could do extra stuff too right. like it could morph into clothes for him and stuff right. like that right yeah. what are some of your favorite villains um, I'm a big fan of Dr. Octopus. Yes. Uh, Green Goblin is considered pretty much Spider-Man's Joker, right. Norman Osborn. Uh, but I actually prefer Dr. Octopus. Um, and one of my favorite Spider-Man storylines ever, of all time, uh, Dr. Octopus actually was dying. Oh. So he And he's like a genius, too. And he found a way to swap bodies with Peter Parker. Whoa. So he became spider-man uh and then gained because he like switched bodies with spider-man he gained this like sense of responsibility uh so spider-man died for like a year in the comics so this was like a year pretty much a year ago spider-man was dead or peter parker was dead and dr octopus was pretending to be peter parker um so it was literally like when you say that he became spider-man like they they swapped like consciousness so it was oh, still so peter, peter parker's Park, body that's what i thought okay. but dr octopus was in his gotcha. brain so peter parker his, was inside dr octopus's yes, corpse who died yeah yeah um and so uh for like an entire year in the comics spider-man was this like asshole uh Weird. it was so great he's called like the superior spider-man oh, and he was like that's funny he was like a huge dick to all the other heroes that's and, they, and really they were all funny. like why what is the fuck peter why is peter acting like an oh, asshole oh that's so funny they had no idea it was a real like mad eye moody sitch <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but it was one of my favorite storylines and then eventually of course peter got his body back after like a year um they explained it away Weird. um but for like a year in the comics, Spider-Man... So they like brought his consciousness back from the dead? Or right. Something? There was like this whole thing that Peter's consciousness never really left. Oh, he was just kind of like dormant classic. in there. Um, but, uh, and they like zapped Dr. Octopus's consciousness back, out, right, of his out of there. So right now Dr. Yeah. Octopus is dead. Uh, but I just love it because Dr. Octopus, it showed what he would have done if he had the powers of Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And uh, he would have been good... But he, because he had this, like, Dr. Octopus had this, like, really terrible upbringing where his, he was, like, beaten by his father. And, like, he was, like, a, like, a fat kid. So he was, like, picked on a lot. And, uh, so he had this sense of, like, kind of being against society. And he's, like, inherently violent. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, a Spider-Man who sometimes kind of loses his cool. Interesting. Uh, uh, so that, that was just a very interesting storyline. I just love Dr. Octopus because I think he's... Uh, intellectually an equal and actually superior cool. to Peter Parker. Sure. So that he has it on, on that, that level. That always creates a, an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like in some more recent, like I think a lot about like 
I think it's talked about a lot, like, was uh, Gustav Fring actually smarter than Walter White, or right. vice versa? Right. Like, they were such good people to watch interacting, mm-hmm. because they were both such, like, masterminds. And that, that's, I mean, that's so classic. Think about, like, Sherlock and Moriarty, Yeah, right? like, yeah. Great, Moriarty great, uh, is, additional example. is, like, technically probably more smart than mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Sherlock Holmes perseveres anyway because he's just good mm-hmm. right whereas Moriarty's just kind of like like a monster mm-hmm. right uh, so uh, there is something to say like being a good person adds a layer of this compassion sure. is something that is like necessary right um, to- it's like you're saying you know with with Dr. Octopus like his, his some of his like weaknesses were that he couldn't control his own right. like anger mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, violence. Uh, and, and I always find that interesting dynamic of being like someone's a villain because of their circumstances oh, growing yeah. up. Sure. And maybe if things had been different, maybe they wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Uh, and I always find that so interesting. That gray area of being like, well, maybe someone's not all bad. Absolutely. Uh, uh, my favorite villain. Um, just in general, is is Mr. Freeze from uh, the Batman animated series because he like has his oh, love yeah. for like his like wife and everything he's doing is because of her. Yeah, um, and to try to make her healthy again, and he doesn't care about his own well being; he just cares about her. And like that's so tragic and yeah. so like uh, so good. I just um, saw Big Hero Six for the first time yeah. over the weekend, mm-hmm. and there's totally an element of yeah. that there too. Absolutely, it's like the biggest villain is mm-hmm. only doing things because of a, a loss in his own life, you know, right. and, and, and vengeance and mm-hmm. things like that. And that that's why, like, characters like Harry Osborn in the Spider-Man universe who want, like, revenge, like, they have to have good, for me, they have to have good motivations, right? Sure. They can't just be bad because they want money. Yeah. Uh, they, they have to have something that's driving them. Like, drive is so important. Uh, they can't just be... Uh, unless you're the Joker, then you can just be cr- That's insane. so funny, because I was just about to say exactly the same thing. Jo- Joker gets a free pass. That it seems like Joker exists outside of that. Like, I, I, I agree with you. And the best way I ever heard this put was, I think, uh, in a review for um, The Dark Knight, where someone, uh, the guys from Film Spotting, uh, said that watching the Joker as a villain isn't like watching a villain holding a bomb. It's like watching the bomb. Right. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It is, like, it is. It's just chaos for right. the sake of chaos. And and what's... You need that when you have a character like Batman mm-hmm. because it's th- the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. You want to see that. Mm-hmm. Like, Batman... Because Batman doesn't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Still doesn't mm-hmm. know how to right. deal with that. Right. <laughs> right? Uh, and we're getting that again soon, right? We are with Jared Leto. What that movie called? What that movie? Uh, well, called? he's showing up in Suicide Squad, which is yes. like an all-villain movie, right? Um, and and Batman's gonna have a cameo in that, right? Uh, and then he'll probably show up in the Batman solo movie that Ben Affleck will be directing himself in. Ooh! I actually love Ben Affleck as oh, a director. No, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I usually have my phone on Do Not Disturb, but I had it off so that I would know when you got here. It's okay. Uh, how unprofesh. That's all right. Um, I don't even know who's calling me, so uh, that would just makes right. it even worse. You'll have to wait, mystery man um, or woman. Old woman. Um, I get all those things so mixed up because I don't know what... I don't have any basis 
for them except for when they get made into movies. So like the, oh, for the Suicide villains? Squad oh, oh, or even like just... Suicide Squad versus what's the other thing that's the Sinister Six that like yes. is apparently not happening now. Mm-hmm. Like I had no concept for a long time of those being like two different things because right. they just sound similar enough. <laughs> yeah. And then you have the next like Quentin Tarantino movie has like a similar name. The Hateful Eight. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, the, the terrible Adam Sandler movie that's about to come out is also a similar like yeah. um, something six. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's interesting because comics just in general they they pull from one another. Uh, you know, n- there there are like no original ideas anymore, right? Yeah. Everyone's just kind of copying and like reskinning everything. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's just like we're taking this character and this is our version of that character. Yeah, I mean, even like you said, the Falcon becomes a uh, Captain America. Yeah. Like you can't even keep track of one particular character. Right, right. Uh, I think that's the thing for me that like doesn't always work mm-hmm. in terms of things being adapted from comic books is because they're just inherently chaotic. Right, and that that's that's what keeps me in it, which really? is so weird. That it's is like so funny. it's like this ever evolving moving thing that I like am so invested in that mm-hmm. I I it's hard for me to turn it off or to walk That's away from so it funny. because I want to know what's going to happen next. Right. It's really sure. got me. It's uh, the Game of Thrones effect. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I see it in a similar way. It's right. Like, when you don't know who can die next, you got to keep watching to sure. see who dies. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you feel like you'd be remiss if you didn't speak to or mention? Um, in terms of Spider-Man, I will say, the, the one thing I will say is if, if you want a nice, if you're trying to show your kid Spider-Man or you want an entry point for Spider-Man, um, the most faithful adaptation I've ever seen uh, and it's very accessible is uh, there's a short run TV series called The Spectacular Spider-Man, which ran for uh, two seasons and they replaced it because Disney bought Marvel and they replaced it with mm-hmm. a new Spider-Man cartoon uh, that was different. But it is so great and so good and it gets what Spider-Man is. Cool. And it doesn't talk down to its kid audience because cool. it's a cartoon. Yeah. Um, and it's fun and goofy and uh, check it out. When, like how old were you when that... Uh, I, you know, it was, I was older, so this was this was would have been high school or college for me when they released this TV show. Interesting. Uh, and I, I didn't discover it till later when it came out on like DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I keep hearing like recommendations about this. Watched it and was like, oh, this is this everything is Spider-Man should awesome. be. Awesome! Uh, and it's in At two seasons. Something like that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it was a bummer <laughs> for me that it got it got canceled before its time to be replaced with another series. Right. Uh, and I wish it was still around. Interesting. Yeah. Um, how do you think your love of and knowledge of Spider-Man has influenced you uh, both creatively over mm-hmm. the years and then kind of your life in general? Sure. Uh, well, I, I think with anything, as a kid, we're always like kind of looking for things to attach to or role models to have. Uh, and as cheesy as that, as that sounds like Spider-Man is a good, I think a good role model for someone who is maybe a bit more shy. And I was never bullied to the point that like Peter Parker is right. I was, I was never an unpopular kid in that respect, Mm -hmm. but to see someone have those struggles, but be able to look on the bright side of that silver lining of something is an, an applicable aspect to anything. Um, so I really enjoy that uh, side of him and try to incorporate that into my just kind of daily outlook. Like mm-hmm. I don't I I 
more and more, I, I feel like it's easier to get kind of bogged down by uh, the mundane and the day-to-day sure. stuff and to lose focus on what's important. And I think um, Spider-Man does that very easily. Or not easily. And that's the point. Uh, you know, cool, he, he, yeah. Uh, he works for it. And I think it's good to keep that in terms of like work ethic and everything. Um, and, I, and I think he's just uh, it's just a fun character. I, I really enjoy the spectacle aspect of it. Uh, the goofiness of it. Um, I think it's helped me in terms of uh, having a, an escape uh, and uh, being able to enjoy something just purely for what it is. Uh, there's few few things I, I I can look at where I don't have like um, such a critical like uh, kind of uh, yeah critical or kind of just like tainted view of it. Like sure. there's some things that are still innocent for me. Yeah, right, right, um, right. Right? And I love that, that you cherish, like, uh, my other thing is, like, uh, Peanuts, Charlie Brown. Aww. Like, that's something that I can, like, look at and be like, that's not tarnished for me. Sure. Right? That, that There's something that lives in, like, a bubble that, that is okay and no one should mess with it. Yeah, um, nothing's gonna retroactively, like, ruin it for right, you. Right, exactly. Um, so, uh, and, and Spider-Man kind of falls in that same similar category. Uh, and, and I think it's just, it's just a, a positive, fun thing that um, has shaped me to be a more positive person. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a good so dude. So are you. Oh, thanks. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much for having me. I was really excited to talk about Spider-Man. This has been really fun. I feel mm-hmm. like I got out a lot off my chest that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to like explore with someone who's such a big fan. Oh, are you kidding me? You, you know what awesome. I mean? Yeah. I, I'm glad you're still able to uh, talk about it like critically and mm-hmm. not just like blindly like support anything that's being yeah uh, I, I don't want to like pushed out yeah uh i, I think he's such an accessible thing so mm-hmm. i don't want to like be like you don't get it like yeah. i do <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate that as yeah. someone who who has a specific like i do love film mm-hmm. and i do like i think it's important um, to recognize how epic this genre has mm-hmm. become in, you know, filmmaking, but also be able to kind of, like, enjoy things about it and be mm-hmm. critical about it, and sure. I appreciate that you, uh, definitely do that, too. Thanks. Can I flatter you for a second? Oh. You're very, you're very good, um, just as someone who does podcasting stuff as well, mm-hmm. you're so good at keeping things, like, on point and focused oh. and having a sense of, like, time and Thank you. with with different topics of when to like kind of move to different things I it's very impressive that. and I, it's something i think that's like inherent in you oh. like you just kind of you can, i can tell you're just kind of like that's so sweet i felt like we got a little meandery so i'm appreciate that you no, felt I, that i way. felt very safe and kind of like oh we're still yeah Aw, thanks, buddy. Keeping the ball in the air. I'm yeah. glad that you feel that way. Yeah. I also uh, thought that on you guys' show, it was it was totally a fun little ride. You thanks. guys have, a, I think it's a really fun balance of actually talking about the show <laughs> and just having fun with not having to talk about the show the right. whole time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we'd, we'd love to have you back, so. Uh, I'd love to do it again. Okay. Done. Done. Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, I love you and I mean that. I love you too.
This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.